Tigers Uncaged. Jesse and Lance talk Tigers and all things WHL with the voice of the Tigers, Tigers players, Tigers alumni, and insiders across the WHL. Here's your hosts, Jesse and Lance. about your medicine hat tigers five episodes in to the brand new season already have high hopes for this it means five weeks have passed five weeks have passed since the start of the time flies huh when you're having fun or just when you get old yeah that's true too i'm jesse he's lance and of course we could not do this if we did not have the play-by-play man in studio with us gino i'm pretty sure i've been on the job Four weeks. So, yeah, right. Like, I'm still that's chasing. Yeah, I'm going to be chasing until Christmas, yeah. which is amazing. I wouldn't want it any other way. So yeah. exciting. Well, Let's go. We, we have a lot of stuff to get into. This has been a jam-packed week for the Medicine Hat Tigers. I think the big news, Oren Strom, uh, uh, of course, getting traded. Uh, in return, we're getting a goaltender. It's a bummer to see a guy like Oren leave, but he needed uh, he needed a new scenery, I think. Yeah, that was kind of the big thing that I kind of got from talking with Willie on the phone on Monday when they were making that trade. It was It, it just kind of looked like you, you, players need to change the scenery. It happens. And every time you trade somebody, at least from the Mets and that Tigers, you're trying to put them in a better spot. And Everett came calling. Everett got to see him a couple weeks ago. And just the way Everett plays, I think Orrin Strom can do quite well there. So I'm kind of... Looking forward to that. I don't know a whole lot about uh, Evan May. I just obviously look at his stats from Couch and Valley a year ago. And a 2004 born, so he's an 18-year-old. And will he fill the void? We know uh, Josh McCallum will probably end up in Saha here for the next little while. But he'll still be up practicing with the team. But it's just he's got to get some reps in. And the games are tough right now. It's hard to – I think with how the trip went with Beckett Lanko going 05, you kind of realize – you do need a little bit of rest, but it's just not going to be McCallum's year to do that. Next year, you know what, ready to roll, and hopefully he can get into some games. He might still get into some games this year. Yeah, it's just it doesn't do him any good either from a growth perspective to to sit him on the bench and, and only play maybe uh, a dozen or so games with the Tigers when he could play a full or at least a fuller slate uh, at Saha if you're McCallum. So it makes a lot of sense. And then... Uh, the the year for uh, or Evan May rather being eighteen, I mean same age as as Strom, so you don't really see a whole big change there. But it kind of allows this gap potentially where you're not having to to force uh, a guy like Zahara or McCallum into a spot they're not ready for. Uh, so just on the back end of things, and and to give Lankow a break, which I mean no goalie's ever going to ask for it, but he needs one. Like he, he will need, need you one. need one. <laughs> Well, I kind of asked you beforehand. Did you see any tight? Like, did you see him being exhausted during that road trip? To be honest, I, I didn't. I really didn't. I I think because they were up eleven three on try, he didn't have a whole lot of shots for a long time. At least in the second and the third period, especially in the third when they scored five, he wasn't very busy, and it wasn't like he overexerted himself either. It wasn't like he was bored out there, but he didn't have to steal a game. The best performance he had, I think I mentioned this, was in Portland. I thought he was a he was the best player for the Tigers in that game. Besides, uh, maybe maybe Dallin Moline or man, it's been so long ago. It's like yeah, right. Fall. It's been a while ago since I've been in Portland, but that's the same thing. Like I think he he will need a break. Don't know when that's going to happen because I feel like we're going to get two back to back games from Mr. Lanko. You week. think so? You don't I think, think that so. May gets? I, I, I don't think, think so. Friday night against Red Deer. I, I would assume. Oh yeah, get Lanko's going to start Friday. Yeah, I could see that. Again, Brandon is a tough team. I don't know if you want May exactly in there That's right away. Like he has yeah. experience; he's eighteen. But do you 
Do you start him Saturday? I mean, it's not. It's different for a goaltender, right? Because the structure in front of you doesn't really impact the 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 way that you're going to play your position. I mean, there's little things on on maybe how you're defending two on ones and odd man rushes and and what man you're taking and what man the defenseman's taking. Little communication pieces like that, but. I mean, May very well could come in and, and play the second of a back-to-back, get his bearings the first game, and then play it on the back end of, of the 2-2. Two and two. So, I mean, it's possible, but it just hasn't shown at any point yet that Lankow is leaving the net. Really quick sidebar before we probably jump to a net. another thing is Brandon's going to be on four and five games. Mm-hmm. So you might see him against Brandon Penn because he'll play Calgary the night before when, when the Red Deer Rebels are here at Messinat. Yeah, so it's just something to think about. Yeah. So there's options there. And and speaking of options, there's a lot of players across Canada that uh, get showcased at the World Under 17s, where we saw that a, a few years ago over at Co op Place and getting to see best on best across not just this country, but uh, across the world. And uh, Tigers forward Tomas Mersic getting uh, the invite to the U17s, which is obviously huge. And. Uh, it's kind of a testament to just his play style, and you know, to be recognized in a group like that is is quite the honor. Well, Tomas was really good on the road trip. I think you know he didn't play against Everett, but then when he came into the fold against Portland, he had had that big goal on the turnover uh, to get the Tigers rolling. Thought he was very good against Try, and they, they got to work him in, right? When you're these 16 year olds, you got to play 40 games, yeah. and he's going to get that, and he's definitely got that opportunity now with some of the moves the Tigers have made. He'll be a guy that he's he's played with a lot of players on that team Canada Red roster. He played with Tej Aginla with Team BC back at the WHL Cup. Of course, Tej Aginla is Jerome Aginla's kid. We yep. all know that, sure, Ooh. sure, yeah, yeah, and all that fun stuff. And he also played with Berkeley Catton, yeah. who was on Spokane the other night. So he's going to be very familiar, and I'm curious how he takes his game to the next level. I haven't covered this tournament well enough, fellas, to really get a gauge of it yet. How is Caden Lindstrom not on this team, on, that's a, on one of the teams? It's a big question. How? That's a- and I don't want to detract from, from Mercic being yeah. the news that he's on there, but uh, that is a glaring omission if you've seen Caden Lindstrom play at all in the early part of the season or dating back to punk? last year. Yeah, like just the way that he creates in space and the things that he can do on both ends of the ice. It's not even just offensively. He's, uh, I think, a little bit more defensively responsible than the average kid his age playing in the Western Hockey League. But there's just something that missed. I don't know if that was uh, those who are putting the lineups together, maybe just looking at other players if it was just the, you know if you're a first round pick we're going to give you a look I'm not sure yeah. what happened there I look at them as a one-two punch and it's not taking anything away from Mercy but I believe both of their games are going to enhance with them working together true and I believe that's going to be the the future of the Tigers I think it's going to be a one-two punch and I think Team Canada dropped the ball by not having them as a one-two punch and milking that for all it's worth for especially Team when they have three teams yeah there's there's three Canadian teams represented. Yeah. there's red white yeah. and black and so uh, to not have a spot for Lindstrom on either of those three, what is that like? Somewhere in the neighborhood of forty forwards, well, sixty-six players, right? That right. they take, and you're and you're not one of them. Like I, well, let's just think of it this way. Here's three names I'll put out there: Lindstrom, Mercic. Oh, what's that other guy that we always talk about? McKenna. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're mm-hmm. gonna be okay there. Yeah. Like, I hope they make a mistake on McKenna next year. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that, for that's some reason, I don't think they will. I don't. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think, think you and I could build that. Yeah, one. I think that's that's hey, slotted hey, in. Is, is Gavin McKenna still available? <laughs> yeah, right. Hey, is <laughs> he, he up skates? 
Well, <laughs> the thing is, when you look at a Caden Lindstrom not being put on the team, it's kind of a blessing for us. Oh, yeah. Right? Yes. Because now the Tigers yes. get him. Because we're going to lose Mercek from, I believe, Halloween 31st. He's going to be gone until the 13th. Correct. So that's going to be where I hope and I think we're going to see Lindstrom really step up. Yeah. And you know what? Their loss is our game. You're even seeing a lot more from him, especially on this trip, where he's, that being Lindstrom, able to start driving his, his own line a bit more, Gino, where mm-hmm. uh, they, he's, they're throwing him out, obviously, in uh, more advantageous than disadvantageous situations, more offensive than defensive draws. But Lindstrom is showing early on that he's starting to look like a guy that can drive his own line. Well, he did. He, you look at that game against uh, Everett, he had Dallin Moline on his right wing side. Love Dallin Al- And he had Alex Drover on his left. We'll get to Alex Drover in a second. Uh, and he drove the line. Like That's a, that's a direct uh, quote from coaching staff. He was a driver, and Moline was awesome with him. Two big bowls just... Mucking it up. Mm-hmm. If that's the way the kids still they yeah, they, they love they, they love, love saying mucking. mucking. Yeah, but yeah. the work that they did in that game against Everett was amazing. And you know, Lindstrom had that big goal, like touch up on a power play, like the release, yeah, gone yeah. off his stick, back in the net, two goals on the trip. We had so many first goals. It was so cool. We'll talk about that later. Yeah, it, it was a good road trip. We're going to get to that right after the break. Uh, the breaking news that just happened as we turned the mics on, uh, Tigers making another trade. They sent an eighth round over to Portland, getting a defenseman, Curtis Smythe, who's an 0-2. Are they looking to get more size on the blue line? Well, I think there's a couple things about that. They've got Smythe in. for He was an alternate captain with uh, Portland. Like, a, like I think he was a home alternate, so we saw him wearing an A in Portland. And with just a comment from Willie yesterday, you know, it brings some leadership, a little stability in the back end because he can play forward and defense. He's been a, he's a real Swiss Army Knife player in that sense. And the one thing you got to look at, who leads the team in points right now is Bogdan's hot ass. What's coming up here pretty quick? The, the World, juniors. World Juniors. He'll be thing. probably representing Team Latvia if he's not – we can have a whole different discussion about the there's Latvian no hockey shot that he doesn't make it. Yeah, like, exactly. If he doesn't make it, we're back to omission talk on <laughs> yeah, Tigers again. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. We'll talk more Latvian hockey. <laughs> yeah, than impossible. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. So, and that's the point to fill in those blanks. Blake Akron Bratton hasn't played a game yet, and as your seven defenseman, so you got eight D there. So I'm kind of curious how that's going to go. But you can kind of throw Smythe in any situation, and that's kind of what the Tigers need because we kind of mentioned before we came on the air. Scoring hasn't been a problem. Yeah, for a yeah, while, which was the biggest problem last year. Yeah, no doubt. At least for now. The yeah, one sure. thing that you kind of mentioned, you know, there could be a trade on on the horizon. Lance and I were kind of, you know, doing our quarterbacking, trying to figure out, well, what what could we change? What could we not? The scoring as of right now is something the Tigers did not have last year. So right. I, I feel like you you don't touch that. If you can add, sure, go for it. But the defense hasn't been the worst this year. Right. Maybe the penalty kill you can use a little bit. And I would, would imagine this guy, thing, yeah. this guy, Smythe, is going to be able to help that penalty kill. I hope so. I mean, it can't, like, not trying to brutalize it, but just with the math, it can't get any worse. Yeah. Right. Like, it it just hasn't better. been good. They've only had two clean sheets this year. Yeah. That's it. Two out of your first eight games, you've got two clean sheets, which is, it's so hard to, you want to get, like, four clean sheets right away, and then your stats are good for the rest of the season. But when you don't, and... The penalty, like the power play goals that Gaylord Gates Spokane, whew, tough, like just at moments there, and you know they get a clean, they get a clean sheet against Portland, which is probably their best like effort of the season at times, and they come away with a loss. So, and then yeah, it's I I hope the penalty kill will be your number one thing because everywhere else they're they're getting close, but this team has to play with structure. 
they can't freelance it themselves. They won 11-3. They thought they could do that again against Spokane. I think maybe the players took them a little lightly. Yeah. But they were still hung in there for 40 minutes of every game this year. And you could attest yeah. to this, Lance, with that yeah. game against Winnipeg. Mm-hmm. You were down by one shot or tied in all those games. Or ahead if you were in the games they've won. They've been leading after two. They've won those games. So that's all that's really left. Just the, the, the cliche 60-minute effort mm-hmm. and don't get complacent. So maybe your best 60-minute effort was that game against Portland where you were down. Like you made, Well, your first 20 wasn't very good, but you poured it on in the, in the second and the third period with the extra attack. You scored two goals late, and you probably could have had two goals earlier in that third period. So that's, it's just going to be a complete effort with structure. Yeah, with it's like you, not ready for the like you always say, Jesse, uh, if the Tigers had five more minutes, you, you say that minutes. a lot, yeah. right? But uh, in Portland, they didn't need five more minutes. They they found a way to work within sixty minutes, and that's what you need. You you yeah. don't get an extra five minutes, yeah. unless you go to overtime. But you got to get yourself to overtime somehow, some way, right? So uh, on the other side, we'll kind of dive into what's coming up this weekend, as well as uh, kicking off a nice home stretch for the Tigers. Come on, check it out! Tigers uncaged, uncaged more roar. <laughs> Hey, wild ones. Are you ready to take this relationship to the next level? Ooh, la, la. We're talking friends with benefits. Yes. And the benefits are wild. Visit wild945.ca and sign up to become an official wild one today. We'll hook you up with concert pre-buys, Woo! exclusive contests, the latest news from Wild 94.5, and more. Wait, there's more? Oh yeah, way more. I want more! Every weekday, Jesse and Lance will randomly select one official Wild one and surprise them with a $10 gift card to Tony Roma's. That sounds riverific. Wait, is that a word? It is now. Become an official Wild one today with Wild 94.5. Medicine Hats, new country. Medicine Hats. New country. We're back on the bus. The Wild 94.5 Food Drive is coming back in all its original glory. All its original glory. And we can't wait to get out there and see you. I look at you. Businesses become part of the Food Drive Network and help us restock the shelves at the Root Cellar Food and Wellness Hub as we head into their busiest season. Visit wild945.ca to sign up your business as a collection point during Food Drive 2022. Woo! We'll be aboard the Tracks Coach Lines Food Drive bus on November 16th and 17th, making our way around Medicine Hat area to pick up all the food and cash donations. I want to see what they up to. Wild 94.5 Food Drive. Woo! Tigers Uncaged. Let's go! Here's your host. And I reveal myself to you all here. Jesse and Lance. Behold! Welcome back to Tigers Uncaged, the podcast where we talk all about your Medicine Hat Tigers. Of course, still in studio with us, play-by-play man Gino DiPaoli. Uh Gino, let's talk about this road trip. We, we, we kind of talked about the games leading up to Spokane, but we haven't got a chance to talk about Spokane. Um, Lance and I, maybe we were a little ignorant. We, we kind of just assumed, which is something we shouldn't do. So did I. Right. That they would go in there and they would beat Spokane and we would have this great U.S. road trip. It was still good, but not the outcome that we thought was going to happen in Spokane. Well, and the funny quote is, and this is a quote from Joe Frazier, is there's a difference from being 500 on the road and 700 on the road. And I, I, really, took, I really took a lot out of that. It was, I think in a perfect world on this trip, if everything had gone your way, you win four out of five. That's the truth. Yep. They should have won three. Mm-hmm. If I, it, and, and I'm not being critical, but I think they should have won three. Like, the only team I think they couldn't beat truly on this trip was Seattle. Yeah, but even then, they were team. down by one. Yeah. They were down by one shot yep. going into the third period, and all those games, what they were trailing. Spokane, they they tied in the third. They tie it in the third. They get that chance, and it just it didn't unravel. But just mistakes and the penalty kill wasn't there. 
and it slipped away from him. Berkeley Catton gets the open or gets the power play chance right off the draw. I think there's a little bit of a missed assignment, and it just rolled right to him, and bang, it well, goes in the back of the net. I mean, if you're going to let three power play goals, it's hard to win the game. Yes. If Spokane goes three for five on the power play and they still lose, I think you're you're full of it because if you're going <laughs> to score three power play goals, mm-hmm. you're you've pretty much locked up the game. In you my should. in my you I should think. yeah, yeah. In, a, in a real world, but that was the thing. Like I I th- I think the team maybe took them a little lightly. I they had lo- saw that Edmonton beat them for their first win of the year, and then what happened to Spokane the next night in Tri City, a team that the Tigers beat eleven to three. They get smoked by Tri. Yeah. So I think that one even hurt more as an extra gut punch. The, the offense was there again, I think, for 40 minutes. The D did their best. And I, I, maybe we saw some fatigue from Beckett Lanko in the third a little bit, but I didn't see it from a far distance, and that was really it. I I think a perfect record on this road trip would have been 3-1-1. One, and one. That uh, Without even getting too far into it, that would have – you would have been happy. The bus would have been happy. Like you probably would have been not sleeping at the border. You would have been up, kind of enjoying yourself and conversing with everybody, which you would do after a long road trip. But that didn't happen. So, you know, without getting into bus stories, you know, we all went. To, we all went to sleep. So yeah. That's well, happened. it makes it. It just makes the trip feel a little bit different when, because you you head down there, and we had mentioned at length that if you can pick up four points any which way, you're happy about it. You ended up with five. That's pretty good. Um, but when you come back on the tail end of that and it's uh, it's a loss where you scramble back it, it makes the trip feel a little bit different and so much last year was was trying to find pillars and and ways to grow for this club into this year and one of those pillars that we had sought to the tail end of last season was playing solid group defense and it's not just on who's listed as a defenseman it's on the entire five-man unit playing in their own end and being able to get out of it and they had built that up to a point where they were pretty solid towards the end of last year. And you're noticing now in the early stages, a little bit of that structure, like you had mentioned uh, in the last segment, kind of get away. And that may be leading to more offense, right? And so that's where you're going to start to see the bit of give and take. Obviously, the penalties and the penalty kill mentioned at length needs to improve. Um, And I would imagine it does. But when you're playing five on five, you're going to trade chances offensively. You've got to be ready to give up some decent chances on the back end. So it's maybe reining in a little bit in your own end in order to stabilize there. You still have the offense that can drive. Like it's well, it's, it's, it's a bit of a balancing act, right? But yeah. for this team, you're learning. They, they learned last year how to play in the league collectively because yeah. they got, they got beaten up quite a bit. Oh, they get um, tossed around like a rag doll. Now this year you learn how to score goals in the league. You bring that in, you're starting to score, you're playing well offensively. And now you got to just learn how to put it all together full 60 minutes, like you mentioned, not just exhausting all your energy on tying the game in Spokane, but finding enough in the tank to then kind of push through and finish it. And then I think you got you saw the top line, like Bashev, Weisblatt, and McNeil. They forced a lot of stuff. Like, and it was, they, they were, they're a good line. They still mm-hmm. are. They, they're, they maybe didn't have the best trip at times. They were still really good. I remember talking about Oasis Weisblatt's huge hit on Kevin Korchinski. Yeah. Well, that's a different story for a different Chicago day. Chicago loves but that. But I think they Black just. Blackhawks are thrilled. <laughs> <laughs> they're thrilled about that. Oh, uh, twice. In yeah. Game. But uh-huh. they just, like, like, there was a two-on-one with Basha and, um, and McNeil and Basha, I think, tried to do like a quick head fake just to see if he could bite the goaltender and then slide it across McNeil. And it, it just caught something. And then uh, it's yeah, like yeah. you're yeah. holding on to like something and you're trying to catch it and catch yeah. up again. So I'm hoping for a little bit more from Andrew Basha on this on this homestand now that he's home. And 
uh, potentially can not say get back on the track. He's been doing great. It's just, you know, get into those clutch moments now. Yeah. You had your this your year to burn of development was yep. last year. Yep. Now that's the next step, right? Mm-hmm. The one word I will say going into Friday's game against the top team in the Central, structure. You yes. need structure. You cannot get away from that from that team up the road. Right. Right. There's one thing that really frustrated me last year, and we talked about it immensely on the podcast. They didn't shoot enough. The Tigers, <laughs> uh, you're not winning games with less than 20 shots. It drove me nuts yeah. how they would not take even the most simplest shot because you never know. Maybe it goes in. Maybe you get that rebound. I don't have all the games in front of me because we're a lazy podcast. They're shooting now. But I yeah, will they're say, shooting. You lose 6-3 yeah. to Spokane, but you outshoot them 35-31. to 31. I, I understand losing, and it's frustrated. Hold your head up high. you yes. got 35 shots on yes. a team like Spokane. What was the shots and goal in the third period there again? It was like 15 to like... 17-14 for the yeah. Tigers. So the Tigers It was a shooting gallery yeah. in the yeah. third period because so they I'm, came out firing in Maybe props part. on the Spokane goaltender. Probably he was, you he know, was in Ma- the zone. Michael Luck was pretty good. I don't think he was special, but I, the best goal that that game was the one hopper on the one-timer to Brendan Lee and just bang. Like, he's got four power play goals. Like, that was a weapon that they've had. But it was a shooting gallery. And they had the chance... Like, again, we go back to that point. They've had they had a chance to win that game, and I think that's what's if you you didn't play well in the third, yeah, okay, you lost, so yep. move on. But they could have won that game easily. Taking steps in the right direction, you're right. They're they're shooting the puck a lot more, a and lot it's not more. just for the sake of shooting. They're getting themselves into those high danger areas in between the dots, you know, in between the hash marks. They're getting around the net. They're creating traffic. Yeah, you can't overstate the importance of a guy like Dallin Moline in this in this club this year, and just what he brings and how it kind of, you know, dissolves throughout the entire team. Uh, but, Gino, you mentioned this, you know, homestand kicks off Friday against the Red Deer Rebels and a team that everyone knew was going to be good. Um, I think there was a, a bit of a question in net considering the situations. They traded they, their goaltender. Their other one was like, yeah, on yeah you, you lose Coward and uh, you trade away Unger, yet the Red Deer Rebels just keep on clipping, and, and they're off to one of the hottest starts in the league. They're rocking just, two rookie goaltenders? Yeah. It's an interesting time in Red Deer right now. Wow. What a time to be alive. Oh. What a time to yeah. be there. They've also made moves on the blue line. Yeah. They brought in Lindgren. So, well, uh, and they Ben King's back. And Ben King's back, <laughs> yeah. So there's there's a whole lot going on in Red Deer, yet they're finding a way to win hockey games. Just You know, we talked about the importance of of getting off to the right foot on the road, Gino, but how important do you think it's going to be for them to get off to the right foot at home? I think this is a perfect chance to, again, the Tigers have not, and this is a stat that I obviously knew but haven't talked about, they've never had more than two wins in a row. They've Win one, lose one. Win one, lose one. And this is a really good chance to get out and you're on the end of a loss, get back on the win. You know, I just kind of going with the law of averages here, but not saying it's going to happen. That structure has to be there. But you're out at home against the Rebels. It's your other division. This is your third divisional game in the season. This is game nine coming yeah. up. You've been on the road and you dealt with Lethbridge twice. You get a real good gauge of where you have to get to, or or as maybe Willie Desjardins will probably mention, we see that team over there. We eventually need to get there too with the group that they have and how they're building things. So, man, they can score. Like, look out. Like, it's going to be fun. It's going to be crazy. Mm-hmm. I hope fans get there because I think I did put out something. On you the did? Yeah, yeah. Share that tweet. What did you tweet out? I said I'll do something outrageous with my hair. I don't have much hair, may I right. remind everybody. <laughs> and I'm not shaving my head. Okay. Not All yet. Right. Will you shave parts of it? I don't know. Well, we're Maybe. open We're open to I'm suggestions, open to, right? But... Yeah. 
we need 3,500 fans at least against Red Deer. And you know I like what? it. And I, I love believe... what you said, what you guys did a couple weeks ago about coming to the rink or if it's too far. Man, I've seen people drive two hours to go watch a Flames game. Yep. Like people Facts. drive from here to go watch the Flames. There, the, the there's no excuse. I think we're, we're past the excuse of where co-op place is located because yep. – you can go on that number one highway wherever you are, and, and you can get there. Yep. Um, and I think that Friday night's game against Red Deer is going to be one to watch because it's all going to come down to goaltending and defense. Mm-hmm. The Tigers have 40 goals for this year. The Red Deer <laughs> Rebels have 30. There's 70 goals combined between these two teams. <laughs> it, could be a shooting, it could be a shooting A shooting gallery, gallery again, yeah. But yeah. I look at the goaltender. If they put Kelsey in net, he's got like a 1.83 goals again. So obviously he's saving the puck. They must be giving up a lot of shots. I think they, that's, and some systems are like that, right? Like keep it to the outside or you're trying to, you want them to shoot in a certain spot because not your defenders are in the right spot on a rebound. And that's probably how Steve Konowalchuk has drawn it up and, I'm sure Willie Desjardins does the exact same thing in Madison had if he can for certain situations. And like, there's no way this is a one nothing game Friday night. This is going to be a barn burner. I, it shouldn't be. Opinion. If it's a one nothing game, someone has made like I'll sixty five. <laughs> yeah, right. Isn't that the truth? There we go. I'll eat I, my hat. Thirty five hundred people. Yeah. I'll do something outrageous. I was thinking of just dying it like jet black, like <laughs> yeah. or something like Orange. not a week, but or something. Nah, I can't do like that's gonna look awful. But that would be outrageous. <laughs> There's something to so do there. So I'll dye my hair yeah. black, jet black. That's that's what we're on the table right now. If it's thirty five, and if it's a one nothing game, Lance is gonna eat his hat on the air. Yeah, I'll eat it okay. on the air. Apparently, nice. I, I mean, we'll boil we'll it put up. sauce I'll, on. Yeah, I'll boil it up. Like, get a little sriracha. Yeah, yeah. But uh, <laughs> but no, it really will be defense and goaltending on both ends, right? Because uh, Red Deer last year, a lot of rumblings when they were taking on the Edmonton Oil Kings in playoffs was because they're so good in their own zone. When we uh, mention five man units and how you defend as a group. Yeah, they, they don't allow anything in the middle of the ice. It's so difficult. And then you have playmakers like Jace Weir who can skate the puck out of any issue, let alone, you know, make 200 foot passes, it feels like. And Chris Setoff is, is one of the best. And you're going to see him firsthand and just how well that he can play and how he sees plays develop before they happen. It's that hockey sense that's really hard to find. Chris Setoff has that in spades. Uh, and they kind of quarterback. The Rebels blue line, and so for the Tigers, it's like, okay, how do we, how do we find our way into this? Yeah. Uh, cue Dallin Moline, a little revenge tour for Dallin Moline against Beam. a team that didn't want to hang on to him in the Red Deer Rebels. It's possible. It's, That'll be game one hundred and ninety-five for him on Friday. And really? I, I would love yeah. to see a little Dallin Moline revenge tour at Co-op Place. Yeah, he's Friday. getting better, man. Yes, yes, he, he is. is. He's getting way better, and so well spoken. Have you heard that interview I had with him in Seattle? I was like. Who are you and what did you do with Dallin Molina? You saw me interviews. I'm like, okay, here we go. Let's try to get to three minutes. I asked him like seven questions. I got six minutes of content. I was like, thank you. Yeah, it's always <laughs> nice when you get that. Oh, he was un- unbelievable, kid. We unbelievable. also could see a little chip fest as well with uh, with Red Deer because not only are we going to get a lot of goals, could get a lot of penalties too because yep. Red Deer as a team has over 100 penalty minutes. Tigers over 100 penalty minutes. Well, <laughs> the two the most tig- penalized teams in the league, if I'm yeah. not mistaken. Yeah. <laughs> Which the Tigers need. That needs to stop. Yeah, uh, yeah. That needs yeah. To PSA, stop it right PSA, now. PSA, uh, PSA Tigers, stop taking penalties. But also you look at Brandon, Saturday night, 137 minutes. So they have more minutes than the Tigers. So you like all, if you like old-time hockey, you're getting it. You just could wide get it open, wheeling, dealing, and fighting. Do you feel like Don McGilvery and Willie Desjardins, Steve Conowalchuk have all kind of talked like, hey, <laughs> yeah. let's... um. 
So this you is going to get so weird. Is, so we're both we're all going to get four power plays at least, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is going to get out of hand. But uh, don't think for a second, by the way, the Tigers have forgot the beatings that Red Deer handed yeah. out last oh. year at co-op plays. There oh, was, I remember leaving halfway through an 11-1 game saying, I'm done. I can't hype this crowd up anymore. There's, there's a couple. I'm out of here. There's a couple <laughs> that were like, I remember one towards the end of the year. So uh, don't think for a second, guys, like Oasis Wiseblad, Andrew Basha, Rep Parsons, have forgotten about that. I would expect uh, you, you talk to the penalty minutes and the physicality of the old-time hockey. Uh, cue Rep Parsons' music. He's going to just like... <laughs> Where'd he come kick, from? Yeah, by God, he killed him. He tore him in half. Yeah, where's Jim Ross? As God is my witness, he is broken in half. Yeah, we need JR. Because <laughs> no, you're right. Like, Rep Parsons might be on a mission. And well, I don't want to be on the on the wrong end of Shane Smith right now. Like, he's... Oh. He's running so hot, scoring goals, throwing hits. I'm just like, I, you don't want to catch Shane Smith on a bad day. He's slowly going to become a fan favorite here. Oh, yeah. Oh, he I has think to he's be. slowly got, again, he scored all his goals on the road. So everybody's like, well, where's all these goals at home? <laughs> like, I don't they're get coming. to see I, I, I yeah. think they're coming. The well, Andrew Mangiapane effect. I, la- <laughs> I laugh because he's like, well, I'm, and I interviewed him. Um, what was it the Winnipeg game? And he says, you know, I'm not known for my goal scoring this season. Like, he didn't think he was going to. I'm like, I'm thinking after, I'm like, you got your first career hat trick. Yeah. You got your first career goal. Mm-hmm. Got another goal against Spokane. Mm-hmm. You had five goals in the f- in the freaking road trip. Like, what are you? You're now like? known for your goals. You might be you might be a goal scorer whether you like it or not. Yeah, yeah. And that's gonna and guess what? You're gonna get the responsibility to to do that. And just the most fearless kid too. Yes. Like I I don't know a situation that he's afraid of. It definitely doesn't happen on a hockey rink. Good. No. Well, it does. Wise Wiseblatt's fearless too. Yes. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> He's also becoming a fan favorite. Uh, okay, we we talked about the Red Deer one. Let's talk about this Brandon one Saturday night, boys. I'm not gonna lie. I'm a little surprised at the Brandon Wheat Kings four four and one right now. I expected this team. This is a really good team. Well, and to go on top, they started their BC road trip three and zero. So yeah. they've started to kind of pour on. They lost last night to Kamloops at the time of this podcast being recorded. So and they've got a rough stretch here. Like they're going on one of those wonderful long Brandon road trips right now, where they're going through BC and down, and they'll they'll be in Calgary on Friday, and then they'll play Red or sorry, a Medicine Hat on Saturday. I think it's a four and five because they're playing Kelowna tonight, and then they'll have a day off, get to Calgary, play the Hitman that what a night. Mess. What a mess! Then they'll drive. My guess is they'll skate here at Co-op Place on Saturday. They're going to be bagged. Yeah. I'm sorry. But it's this, a four this and is, five. This is where you need to take advantage of it. Yeah, absolutely. And, and and you need to just, I don't care if they're tired or not, this is a game that you must take advantage of them being tired and just pile it on. you, you got to put them away early. Yes. Put them away early yes. and don't give them life. Don't make them feel like they're in the game because uh, you didn't see them much last year, but a guy like Jake Chason can kind of break things open for, for Brandon. Nate Danielson, obviously. Uh, Tigers fans familiar with uh, his brother Noah Danielson from his time yeah. with the Tigers, and Nate is uh, a really top good. top flighted prospect to go in the National Hockey League. And here's one more name for you, Charlie Ellick. Yes, he is going to be. I think he, I think he's on the U17 roster, if I'm not mistaken, for one of the teams. I would assume so. He, I watched his WHL debut last year in Calgary when I was a fill-in color analyst for the Brandon Wheat Kings of all people. And oh, look at that! Yeah, so a little bit of full, full circle, circle coming there. Love and, that. And Alec was awesome. He's, he looks like he looks like he's going to play for a long time. Yeah, so. he's getting he's getting run, and it's one of those things. What he's an 06 born, so yeah, uh, to have the opportunity to get he's in okay. and, and yeah, and soak in <laughs> an opportunity to play regular minutes in the Western Hockey League, he's a guy that you're going to want to watch for sure. 
but that that might be the one area against Brandon that you can try and expose a little bit is along the blue line. You're hoping that you're going to be able to. One more thing, fellas. I know we're probably running up against it. No, we have no time limits. Yeah, oh, good. We can, we can do another hour. You know what still was pretty solid through this entire road trip, Lance? And I think you know where I'm going to say. Mm. Telepa- telepathically, what do you think has been good for the Tigers all year? I don't know. I'm not good at telepathy. <laughs> Their forecheck. Hey! Uh, the relentless forecheck along the walls in the offensive zone and below the red line. They're still I'm like... They are keeping pucks in. Like, yeah. you're giving people fits, and they may not keep the puck in and have possession for themselves, but you're making a defenseman double back a couple times and having to regroup, and then they'll pick another puck up. Shane Smith will pick off. Yeah, there goes Shane again. There goes yeah. Shane Smith again. And that whole – their forecheck has been probably their best aspect of their game. And yeah. what happens when you have a good war, um, forecheck? You have good structure, and yeah. that's what they kind of – if I could take anything away – that's a great forecheck. Yes. And I'm not a forecheck guy. Yeah, I'm more I don't a, think I'm a forechecker ever. I'm more of a backcheck kind of guy, but like love a good forecheck, you know? Well, let me ask you that. I only got to watch one game. That was the the home opener Lethbridge. How has the play been in their own zone? Because I saw them struggle against the Hurricanes in Lethbridge. They did. Playing with the puck in their own zone. Have you seen that kind of improved? Uh, a little bit. I think that's helped. Like, Drew Krebs has played a lot better of late. I think the defense is making a quick exit, but then we saw a lapse in that a little bit against Spokane, which led to the game-winning goal eventually as there was a turnover for from Krebs trying to make a breakout. and I, it's, it's that first pass out of their own zone that sometimes hasn't been clean, but... Once they get it out, the neutral zone, they can clog it up pretty good. And I think when they're on that four track, it's I'm I'm very curious to see how they do that against a Red Deer Rebels team. I mm-hmm. want to see them do that against the Saskatoon Blades next week, like when they're here. And you've got Victoria coming in and even Brandon. I want to see where that has matured to and what they're working on this week in practice. They're still playing at the Kinplex until tomorrow because <laughs> there's still really? dirt on the ice, I think. Right, from, yeah. yeah from, from PBR this weekend. Yeah, yeah. I'm so glad I missed that. I really am glad. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't want to go to the Bulls? No. Oh, no, we could put you no. on the back I one. Got, I got nothing great no, to no say Bulls. about Cowboys. Okay. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, wow. A Not a Bulls. We'll see that for a whole other podcast. Yeah. No, I'm just, Omissions and bowls yeah, coming yeah. next week, yeah. but uh, <laughs> but no, you 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 mentioned Drew. The bit, one of the big things when it comes to structuring your own zone, if you have a good first pass out, like you're mentioning, suddenly it makes your defensive game look a lot better because you're uh, able to exit the zone quickly, yeah. and, and you're not spending time there. And it seems like all of a sudden things are going a lot better than maybe they actually are. It's when you can't make that first pass out mm-hmm. that's when you start to realize uh, you're in a bit of, of of a pickle. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, before we wrap up this podcast, like we do when we end it, we we do a little prediction. You like doing that. I love. I, I don't like doing. Don't predictions. ask me. Please. I love predictions. I don't like predictions. All right, I'll do, do the prediction. No, I'm in. I'm in. Can, right. can I? Can I cut you off before that? I do want to do one small thing. Yeah, yeah. very yeah. quick thing. Yeah. Our next Gavin and McKenna yes, yes. sighting yes, yes. is going to be a home game. We buried the. It's lead on yeah. Remembrance Day, November the 11th, against the Moose Jaw Warriors here at Co-op Place. Let's so go. you've only got. So this after that game, you only have three more chances to see Gavin McKenna this year. Right, Lance, what did he do on opening night? Uh, what am I doing? What did he do on opening? Oh, night? what did Gavin McKenna do? I uh, sorry, uh, four primary assists. Yeah, that's all. And, and he's been lighting it up. And how old is he? Uh, what, 15? 14. 14, he's 15 still in December. He is still 14 yeah. when this game will be played. Right. Uh, so we want to get that out there that Gavin's going to be playing and get your tickets, man. Like, there's no. You have what? What's the day today? Was 19th, so you have like 20 days. Yep. 
and the majority days. of us aren't working on Remembrance Day, so there's no excuse. I wouldn't be, be working if I didn't work for the team. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, true. You should make sure you're there. That uh, and should especially be with, the game that we hit 3,500. 3, it should be more than that, but that's going to be the game. Like, yeah. Yeah. If we hit so 5,000 on that one, we'll do something. Hey, there we go. There we go. Watch this kid because you don't get a lot more chances. You only got three more cracks at it, so I did want to bring that up. Sorry, predictions. No, no, we forgot about that. All right, Friday night against Red Deer. Yeah. Tigers losing overtime. Okay. Yeah. It's going to be like a 6 5 Tigers loss in overtime. Okay. All right. It's going to be one of those games where the Tigers score in the final minute to wow. tie it. Crowd okay. goes nuts, but then Red Deer right off the hop. If that happens, I'll eat my shoe. Okay. If there that's exactly correct. Okay. 6 5 overtime loss, but we still get the point against Red Deer. Yeah, that would be a, a nice result. If you can come out of that game against Red Deer and. I mean, listen, they're going to have to lose eventually. Yep. Yeah. Why not? Why not Friday? Sure. Why not? It seems like a good night to lose if you're Red Deer. Um, And then you get Brandon the next night. I I think we can all agree that if the Tigers can get on him early, like that's it's pretty well going to take the wind out of the sails for the Wheaties. Like a six-three win over Brandon. That would be nice. Yeah. If you can, if you can just get him on the back heel five ten minutes in, capitalize on a couple chances, uh, and and just really kind of make them want to make that drive back to Brandon early. Uh, you're probably you're probably going to be able to to find yourself on the right side of that one. Right. Just put just put another four goals in the first period like they did against Lethbridge. Yeah, I'm sure. I'll get going. Hey, I'm all right yeah. for a nine-one shellacking Saturday I think night. That's like the common theme with me and Lance is calling yeah. high-scoring games. Yeah, we haven't seen a defensive battle yet. <laughs> Been and to be a lot honest, of I don't think we're seeing it at all this I, weekend. I no. haven't really. To be honest, I haven't seen a defensive battle yet because one team either pulls away or yeah, your know, closest one was Portland. Yeah. And that was still wild. Yeah, that was still. <laughs> Isn't it safe to say, like the WHL? I believe the defensive games are kind of done. Well, if they, if they weren't before, they sure seem they're trending that way. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, like yeah. unless Kevin Constantine was coaching Everett still, like we're right. the most boring structured hockey of your life. But could or when the champ. old old Kootenai ice existed, and oh you knew when they God. were coming to town. Was, oh. oh, yeah, you knew you were getting the five man stack oh. through the neutral zone to Did trap we it up. And dread the Kootenai ice games. We can say that now because they're not even in the but, league anymore. Yeah, but Kootenai played the most boringest hockey. Everyone in the arena in the old arena knew that too. They were like, "Oh, great, Kootenai's here. It's gonna be." boring let's just jam it anyway yeah like that's where we were at at that point yeah. it was like well 4006 but man this team needs to just Holy open it up a bit remember how many times did i say edmonton and kootenai ice in that winnipeg yeah it was around 12 <laughs> i mean you're living in a well, past I, I looked down, well, what, the, the, the worst ice. thing that happened because I, I was doing the historicals i said edmonton ice once i'm like okay whatever but but then, what do I do when I look down from the booth? I see like three. Yeah, you find a beautiful Kootenai Eisters. I'm like, ah, oh boy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah there good. were some Kootenies out in the crowd that night. But yeah, uh, sorry about that. It'll never yeah. happen again. Well, <laughs> if it does, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> if it does, bring the Edmonton Ice back. Yeah. Maybe that's just a petition. Hey, there's still sometimes I think of them as the Ice, not the Oil Kings. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's too much royalty in this league. A lot of royalty. We have the Wheat Kings. Why do we need the... the we got the Royals. Yeah, the, yeah. Ro- the Royals. Pipe down yeah. Royal no Kings. princes or princesses. Right? Not yet. No princes yet. Yeah, we... Or lords. <laughs> Something like that. Why do we not have a lords team? Right? The Medicine Hat Lords. No, not for <laughs> no, us. No, no, no. no, 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 no. no, no. I, was thinking, can... I was thinking Vancouver. They could just the change lords. to the Langley Lord Lords. You may be honest. What was, what was it? Damn, I thought I had something important first. Funny. No. No, nothing. All right. We'll end All right. on that. Uh, as always, <laughs> we'll we appreciate the hell out of you for listening. This has been Tigers Uncaged. <laughs> this has been Tigers Uncaged with Jesse and Lance. Thanks to all of our show contributors. Thank you for your help. Be looking for a new Tigers Uncaged podcast every week during hockey season. Oh, 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 oh.